What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Turin Giants podcast. This is episode number 149. My name is Farhad. I'm your host, and I'm joined by my powerful and, and handsome uh, co-hosts, Sam and Giovanni. Welcome them for us, please. What's up, boys? Good to be back. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that flawless introduction, Farhad. Um, first, first take, first take, one take wonder. Yeah, all right, sure. Yeah, that, that happens. So I am here from Chicago. Giovanni is from Chicago as well. Sam is our little Canadian stepbrother. Um, he, he's actually ste- uh, Drake's stepson. A lot of people don't know. So, yeah, we got a celebrity on, on the line with us. Um, <laughs> isn't that true? It's true. We're, 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 we're all related to Drake in Canada. Yes, it's true. I can't confirm. <laughs> hey, I, I hear a little... I hear a little resentment in your voice, man. Though I cannot have a Canadian co-host and not make a Drake joke. Um, so a uh, little bit of structure to the podcast we're going to add. And um, we'll talk about that a little more later. Uh, this is supposedly new and improved Touring Giants podcast. We will talk about the podcast business in a second. Ways to listen to us is iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts. Follow us on every possible social media outlet ever, which is, you know, at Turin Giants, at Juve Podcast, both Twitter and Instagram, and of course, Facebook for, for, for those of you who are over 60. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, we, we've never really done that before, kind of giving you the idea of what's coming in today's podcast. We will be discussing um, the changes to the Turin Giants podcast, little segments where we would like to introduce. Uh, we'll talk about the transfer news because that's pretty much the only news you got going on today. As far as Juve, which is because we're not in the Champions League, um, we will talk about the Champions League results and, you know, touch on a little um, Atalanta action and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. We are ready to go, boys. Um, Giovanni, you're so quiet over there, man. What's going on? muted so that there's no background interference in case my dog decides to like start barking as per usual come on man everybody knows also also is the man all right so so before we get into actual um juve business um i would like to read a tweet i didn't really really react to it uh the 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 tweet i always tell the guys uh and the co-hosts and whoever happens to be on the podcast that we rarely get um, kind of like, hey, you know what I mean on the podcast, uh, which I'm really surprised about because um, it's social media. But this tweet wasn't as much as hate, but it was it was kind of like um, a push in the right direction. But you tell me how it was worded. I'll just read the tweet. I'm not gonna put the guy on blast. I, I appreciate his his honest opinion. So basically, he was saying to improve your podcast. Number one, don't be so scatterbrained. I'll admit I am a little scatterbrained and I will try to uh, try to keep it tight for you guys. Um, stop interrupting the guests or have them follow your lead. To that, all I have to say is that sometimes the guests or co-hosts, they don't know when to stop. So in my defense, 
um, all I'm doing is I'm trying to move the move the show along. If I feel like if I if I sound like I interrupt someone, believe me, it's it's uh, either done not on purpose or it's done for the good of the show. Uh, and stop ending the podcast so abruptly, you'll just be like, "Well, that's it. We're done." So this this listener is really upset about the way I sign off the show. Um, you guys tell me what, what what can be done to prove that because I don't know other way to say. Uh, other, other, any other way to finish the podcast other than, than say bye. What All right, Farhad, we're, we're, I, th- I think we're done here. Thanks. All right, thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. Ciao. Bye. Podcast, <laughs> yeah. pod, 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 podcast is over. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, poor, poor, uh, poor Gaetano. He's uh, he doesn't know what he's in for. Uh, as, as you brought as you brought me in from uh, from, uh, from the cultural <laughs> podcast, man. We're uh, we're interrupting King, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be listening to us much longer. But you know, uh, yeah, obviously, um, feedback is appreciated. We have been getting a lot of good feedback though on uh on um the on the past episode so uh great great to read that absolutely sure. no we we i you know i this is this is sort of jo- done as a joke even though he ends this like if if he left it at these three points i'd be completely happy and i would have taken the the l and and improved the show um but he also ends the 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 tweet with think of the podcast with a little more structure you clearly have adhd or something Rain yourself in. I love the rain yourself in Jeez. comment. It's, Jeez. It's, just, it's just it's so judgmental. It's like rain yourself in. You know, we're, we're, you know. <laughs> I, I will I, say I, something I, in my defense. Yeah, but 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 at least but at least at least he kind of follows all the way through with it. He doesn't say, "Listen, you're too scatterbrained. Uh, you end the podcast too abruptly. You interrupt each other too much. Great work. Love the show." Like at least he would, at least he followed it all the way through and 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 came, and came through with a with a with a with a pseudo medical diagnosis. But he, uh, he's a yeah. He's a proud New York, um, New Yorker. So I'm, I'm, I will forgive him. I love my my rude, rude New Yorkers. But in my defense, uh, you don't do want to piss them that. off. You, you don't want to piss off a rude New yeah, Yorker. Yeah, my my, you don't uh, especially Italian New Yorkers. Uh, but in my defense, guys. So this is we're, we we are back to recording with three people, which was initially in 2013 how we started. Uh, we so we had like we used to have like four guests too because it was just such a underground little show we used to go to our you know our friend's house Saeed's house and just record there around the table drinking and you know whatever doing whatever uh now you know i do agree with the listener uh i do not have adhd by the way but um yeah a little structure to the show now that i have two co-hosts with me i will be more behind the scenes and, and you know working on the content because that's what i'm good at i am not good at talking and you I will be the first one to tell you guys that. So that's why I brought in the the superstar team of my boys, uh, Giovanni and Sam. So uh, we will be adding a lot more segments. Uh, the The show will will have something different each episode. We're just getting started with a little rebranding. Uh, speaking of rebranding, if you are a graphic designer, get at me, uh, DM me because I would love a new logo since we are doing it. Um, Kind of like the the renewal of the of the show. I'd like to renew it design wise as well. Uh, so before further uh, further ado, let's get to the transfer transfer news, transfer rumors, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the boys will give me their opinions. What do you say to that? Let's rock and roll. All right. Um, there's been talk about Lacazette, and you know. Pretty reliable sources are confirming that Juventus have strong, um, strong interest in him. 
Uh, just I'm reading for UVFC.com, Rav's uh, awesome website. So basically, uh, Lacazette is a target um, as they as they look to move on from Iguain. Um, Aboumiang, he just sent a new uh, he signed a new contract, um, and the arrival of Willen to partner up with Nicolas Pepe. Lacazette may be out. What do you guys think of this French? French specimen coming into Juve. Is he Juve material? What do you, I haven't seen him play a lot. So you guys tell me what you guys think. Why don't we, why don't we let Giovanni take it away first? He's been so quiet. Let's hear what he has to think about, uh, about, uh, yeah, as you call them, what did you call him? The, 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 the French, the French maestro. Is that what you called him? French, French specimen. French specimen. Yeah. French, calling him, calling him a maestro right after we appointed Andrea Pirlo as coach might be a little sacrilegious. Um, but yeah, Giovanni, what do you, uh, what do you think, bud? What do you think, buddy? To be quite honest, uh, I I haven't followed Lacazette at this time in Arsenal as much as the information that was coming to us from Gazzetta while he was uh, at Lyon. He's been a former target of Juventus as part of you know the entire overview of talents across the European landscape. Uh, that being said, he was widely successful at Lyon, and we know that Lyon produces some of the you know top French talents. And he was talented enough to to warrant a move to the EPL. Um, I believe his impact there was somewhat okay, right, in terms of production. But I think with just the general woes that Arsenal has had and the lack of organization from a managerial standpoint and the arrival of somebody else like um, Obama Young, that might have impacted his production. I think this move from Juve is one that's, um, if I had to describe it, I would I would call it shrewd more than anything, just due to the um, reduced financial impact and costs that bringing somebody like Lacazette would um you know, would have. He's, I'm sure he's a name that is not going to be popular with a lot of, you know, fans because we're Juve, we expect the best, and I'm sure we'll find something to complain about. I think based on the intangibles, he has the opportunity to have success, but it's all going to depend on how we we structure that, that um, you know, our the tactics around our forwards. I don't know. Is, is he going to be that forward that's going to maybe be like a poor man's Benzema and help Ronaldo and make Ronaldo happy? If he is, then great. Fantastic signing. Everybody's happy. If he's going to be a, a less successful version of, of Higuain, I don't know how you can be less successful than Higuain has been the past couple of years but then he's not going to be I don't think he's going to be a good signing but we 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 won't know and I don't think I have enough information on him to kind of have a summary judgment the 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 thing with Lacazette is obviously like he was he was meant to be the guy at Arsenal when he came in in 2017 and then they signed Obama Yang six months in because they had an opportunity to do so and I don't know that they necessarily wanted to pair them together or you know that he that they were dissatisfied with how Lacazette had played up to that point. I don't know how his production was the first half of that season, but overall, I know that the past three seasons, he has been fairly consistent. He has been uh, a, a, a fairly reliable goal scorer. And in terms of how he plays, 
he is physically similar to like a Benzema and a Higuain. I know that's kind of low-hanging fruit here because we're talking about a guy who would probably come in to replace Higuain and also a guy who's French. So we immediately think of, of Benzema, but, uh, you know, short, short, top beard, uh, bearded, uh, French center forward, but, but they do both work very hard in the press. Um, so, so I think, I think just the fact he's a couple years younger than Higuain means that maybe we'll be able to get a little bit more out of him where Higuain, I think has very clearly lost his step a little bit. He's kind of lost that killer edge. It feels like maybe his last great season at us when he, when he, uh, was was it in was it in twenty was it in twenty sixteen seventeen or was it in twenty eighteen? He um he he he's kind he's kind of fizzled out since then, right? Like you said, uh, like you said, Giovanni. So obviously, it would just be a, a probably a, a straight a straight swap. I don't know that we necessarily swap Higuain to Arsenal, though there have been rumors of that. I think it'd be more of a ship Higuain out and directly swap him with Lacazette. It's not really a squad improvement thing in terms of getting more depth, but it's inc- it's improving one position directly. Of course, if if Dybala stays stays on and plays in the center forward role, which again would depend on the tactics that Pidolo implements and whether or not he'd want to put Lacazette and Dybala into the same team. I don't know how he would do that, but if he does, um, that kind of changes things a little bit. But I think if he does wind up keeping Dybala, I don't know that Lacazette necessarily is the starter. But again, we don't know what's happening with Dybala because that's a whole other rumor that's, that's going around right now, which I'm sure we'll want to get into. We'll we'll definitely get to that. I want to talk about the whole situation with Ronaldo and Dybala and 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 the wages and the contract um, negotiations and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much uh, covers it as far as uh, like I said. I think he's still he, he I think he's he, I think he'll be good. Um, I'm excited about that. I feel like every time there's a player who leaves Arsenal, we haven't no no disrespect. I know I know. Arsenal is, like you say, is a low-hanging fruit as far as making fun of the club. But I feel like it's players don't really get their full potential playing for Arsenal just because it's a place where you can get paid pretty well, um, from as far as I know. But moving on to Douglas Costa, that's that's a I'm I'm kind of going by real re, reliability as far as transfers. This is, like I said, this pretty pretty reliable, and. Um, Manchester it does seem United's to be pretty in- concrete. Yeah, Manchester United's interest towards Douglas Costa is also very interesting to me. Um, they're, they're, Sky is reporting that uh, they're interested in the player. He's 29 years old. He has a contract with Juve until 2022. And um, yeah, Andrea Pirlo is reportedly ready to revamp the team during the summer as the manager uh, is looking to offload a number of high-paying players. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good move. Um, I think the Douglas Costa experiment, as much as we wanted it to succeed, just did not succeed, for a better word. He had an excellent time uh, with uh, Allegri his first year, which warranted uh, you know us completing the signing from Bayern Munich. That being said, his uh, inconsistency in terms of being healthy on the field have been a material issue to the to the club. We can't pay him the sort of wages that we pay him when he's on half duty. And here's the other thing. He's not a starter. I'll be 100% honest. Like we mm-hmm. may want him to be a starter, but he's not a starter type of material just because of the type of style that he has. He's not very diligent 
in defense. And if you want to play that type of open football, you can't have all three forwards not doing anything in terms of coming back to help. He's also and, very electric off the bench. It's how he's built, right? Like he's built he's built to come in and just and just put defensive put defenses on their back foot. He comes in and their fullback is sweating, you know, if he comes in in the 70th minute, 65th minute. So, like obviously if he's healthy and if money were an issue, I'd say he's an asset to have in your team, but the fact of the matter is as you said, He's not been very healthy. So at this point, yeah. you know, he's older, he's older than Bernardeschi. Yeah, arguably on their on his day, he's probably a better player than him. Funnily enough, I actually actually had a dream, I think like last night or a couple of nights ago, about Federico Bernardeschi scoring a crazy goal in a game. I don't remember if it was Fridley or, or, or Juve, but like and and, 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 I, and I remember I was so shocked. I was so shocked in, 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 because, because of the infrequency with which he scores. But also it was an important dream, goal right? and I was yeah, but I was happy for him too. I was like, "Oh my god, he's 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 done it." You know, he's he's coming into the player that that he should be. But it was it was a dream, um, unfortunately. Yeah, look, look. Go, go ahead, Sam. Nah, I'm agreeing with you. Costa's an older player, so I think for that reason, the fact that he's not super healthy is why we have to get rid of him before we get rid of a guy between him and Benadeski. We've been saying it for a couple of weeks now um, on this pod. I've been saying it on my on my pod too. You know, the fact that 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 Dejan Kulusevski's coming in that he looks to be a bona fide stud. Um, means that we're not going to have three guys in that position. So we got to, re- and plus, you know, we, we we have to recoup some plus Valenza here because um, it's obvious that that's it's obvious that that's a major a major concern this summer if we're going to strengthen the squad at all in any other areas other than attack, which I think isn't the issue per se. And you have Ronaldo and Ibala in your attack, and you're bringing in Alexandre Lacazette to get rid of Higuain. You know, as much as, as much as Higuain was a little bit slower, and as much as we relied very heavily on Dybala and Ronaldo. The attack isn't the issue. It's elsewhere. So you get rid of a guy like Costa, it makes sense. And if Man United is willing to pay, then by all means. Yeah. You, uh, you know, the great point, as you said, is the profit, right? He's the one player that we know has somewhat of a market. Everybody across Europe has been impacted by financially by COVID. And I think, I feeling the most, most fans don't realize how serious the financial issue across the spectrum, specifically are. Um, we took into we took additional debt last year and a calculated risk to expand um, just investments within the club to then garner further profits. However, that created issues because we had no opportunity to garner those profits this year because there's been no revenue. The stadium has been closed. Um, you know, a lot of the marketing stuff that you may do, you're not doing. Spending is down from from a consumer standpoint, and Douglas Costa is has market, and there's teams that will see him and will think the same thing that we think. He's not a starter, but he's a great twelfth man off the bench, and we want to make that investment. And you know, we'll figure out some sort of advantageous, uh, like way to get him what is it two-year loan and then we'll pay him kind of stuff that like Bayern did with Coutinho uh so we'll see I I think I hope it goes it goes smoothly and we're able to get him off the books so I think uh I think there's also the fact that there's also the fact that we'd we'd probably be able to just like you said get a salary off the books so you know if if there could be if there could be a little bonus at the end of it where United does have a buy option 
that's that's great, you know, um, or maybe a buy obligation. Obviously, how that deal is going to be structured is is, is going to become more clear in the coming days, weeks, if it does happen at all. But uh, yeah, it's certainly just getting his wage off the books um, allows you to bring in someone else. I, I I need to stop muting my my microphone. I'm like talking over here, and Sam just <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 bump, yeah, well, bum rushes I, me. I just that, that's the, this is this is the issue with with recording with recording uh, at distance, and uh, and um, you know I, I guess I guess kind of exacerbated by the fact that people that people aren't really doing stuff together in the same room anymore. I don't know if you and Giovanni would normally be in the same room together, but yeah, like Farhad, Farhad oh yeah. Brad's mouth is opening and closing and no sound is coming out. So I just came in. He thinks, he thinks I'm, he thinks I'm cucking him out of, uh, out of, uh, out of, uh, out of his, out of his, uh, two cents, but no, uh, no, uh, I appreciate you, man. You, you picked, you picked that up real quick. I, uh, yeah, take, take I mean, two. yeah. Re- recording with Giovanni in the same room was one of my favorite things, but unfortunately he's, uh, I mean, right, rightfully so. He, he does not want people around. I mean, Giovanni doesn't want people around him on a regular non-COVID <laughs> times <laughs> he's, 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 been, he's, he's been locked in man <laughs> well he's, he's he's been yeah he's, he's giovanni's a ghost man giovanni's been off social media for uh for for for, for basically forever i uh i uh i was able to stalk him down on facebook earlier today actually he hadn't updated his profile <laughs> picture in then six years is the twitter account happening or what what's going on there yeah, yeah I'll, i will definitely you know we, we, that's, that's that's one of the things that's we, a little insider info thing. but uh we, we've been talking about that for, for for like a week now uh about maybe getting giovanni a little platform to to, to, to rant about about plus valenze and about uh, and about juve business yeah no giovanni will be definitely getting his own twitter account and i i this like no one no one will ever have as many blocks like donald trump has not blocked so many people then that Giovanni will have a feeling. Um, but um, yeah, you, you guys will definitely be able to um, reach us a little better. And that's, that's one of the things I wanted to in- implement. I kind of didn't want to touch on, I didn't touch on that at the top of the show. I wanted to mention that when, when the Uber podcast was started, it was all supposed to be a conversation. We weren't supposed to involve other people. Obviously, um, Throughout the years, listeners have chimed in, and we've we've read your tweets and emails and stuff like that. But this this time around will be a little different, where we will dedicate like a portion of the show to you guys and do a giveaways and and um, uh, yeah, like also all, all sorts of stuff. Maybe even like a voicemail where you can leave the voicemail on, uh, and we'll we'll play it on the air. I have no idea how to do that yet, but I but I am I learning, I and I am. I'm, I can't. I can't wait for uh, for angry Gaetano from New York to just chime in and just and just say. Uh, oh, you just blew! You oh, just blew his name all over the. <laughs> the sec- I think it's the second time I mentioned that. I, I didn't. I didn't say what his Twitter handle was. So so uh, no, 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 need to, no, 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 no 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 need to go at the guy. But yeah, he's gonna call it. Oh, uh, what's going? What's going on? Paulo Dybala, what's going on? Come see me anytime you're in New York. Dybala, come down, have a cup of coffee, no problem. We'll talk it over. Dude, you, you you're joking, say? but but I have met him? like hold on, hold on. I, I I have met like New York, like Italian New Yorkers who are diehard UF fans, and those people are hilarious. They're so actually. I wanted to mention that because I, uh, one one more. I, I didn't even know what the guy meant by that on Reddit. He um he said that yeah. I wish I just wish there was more real Italian UV fans with podcasts. Too many of you guys now nowadays. I was like, we're still fans, right? And I'm just, we're just talking a different language. Like it, this is not a territorial thing. And I technically do have two Italians on the podcast, so I'm like, 
I'm the silent mi- minority here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I was, I was, I was talking about that with my buddy Said, and he's like, it really doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, the, the whole Italian thing is just, I don't know, kind of, kind of picking on people for nothing. Well, that, 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 that kind of ties in a little bit to the whole idea that maybe U.S. should be an Italian club and have an Italian core, which we talked about last podcast. I know you want to get into it a little bit because Giovanni has a couple of things he wants to he wants to address well, in a little please, bit about these. Well, uh, Juventus is uh, it, this is fuck man. Like football is the most widely accepted, enjoyed, adopted sport in the world. How can you come say we only want uh, you Italian Juventus? Shut up. Man, I'm Italian. I got a passport. I live there. I vote. I'm not telling you. Shut up. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Every Juventus has a larger right to say and provide an opinion and 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 share it. This has been great. I look, I came to the United States for college and I stayed here. And the hardest time I had was to try to have a conversation about Juventus with anyone. I don't care if they were Italian from Azerbaijan, from Mars. So long as I could have a conversation with somebody else about one of the biggest passions in my life, that was, that's, that's what I cared about. And I'm so glad that I'm able to do it now. And look at this. We got three different people, three different nationalities, one thing in common, Juventus. That's nice it. Fun. Let's enjoy it. We, let's share opinions. We might, we're, I guarantee you this, we're not all going to agree, but... We're talking about something that everybody's got a passion about. And especially in these times, this is something that's a, a needed distraction. Let's not muddy it with, oh, nationalities or this or that. Finish. I know. I, I, I take them as, as just, just notes, just something that doesn't really matter. But I, I did think it was funny. The guy commented on, on our podcast, like, oh, well, I wish there was more of real Italian fans talking about you. I was like, guess what? <laughs> go go find them you know what i mean uh but yeah it's it's so funny how since 2013 uh we've been recording this and we've been fairly you know fairly nice to our fans but now i, I feel like i got the angry giovanni on my side and people are gonna hear hear what we think and that, that's okay i mean i um i'm all for it what's up sam giovanni giovanni well said uh i can't wait for the first martian you fan you said it doesn't matter where we're from you mentioned we have like five nationalities on this podcast which is also true you're saying it doesn't matter black white any color you're if you're from mars uh i don't know who we, we maybe 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 we should maybe we should talk to elon musk and get him to send up a juventino on mars <laughs> just so we can be the first the, the first the first club honestly who maybe maybe i i don't i don't have any kids giovanni's a bachelor i think right giovanni we'll send you up to we'll send you up to mars and we'll we'll, we'll have you be the first person pictured in a football kit on another planet you'll be the we'll be the first intergalactic club it's actually it's actually man, very exciting. I, I think that's you. a money-making idea right there man with some of the bullshit that we've been doing and that's been going on in 2020 i'll i'll take i'll take i'll take a flight to mars I, I've never seen Giovanni in a UV in a, like any jersey. Are you one of those guys who does not buy jerseys? Because I, I have a question about that actually. No, I buy jerseys. Um, I I wear them. What was the last I, time you bought? You know, part of me. What was the last one you bought? I stayed up overnight in order to be one of the first orders of the Adidas Palace collaboration back in October. Nice. Christ, yeah, was, nice. not not some made in China knockoff because I support the club and my and my little 
So yeah. we're, we're we're not we're not we're not Inter. We don't we we don't we don't pump up China. We're uh, we're, we're uh, no. It's 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 a it's a good it's a good. Uh, it's it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good Italian Catholic business. Not like uh, not like uh, <laughs> not like uh, not like uh, cheating Inter, as uh, as uh, Mr. Agnelli, uh, as, as as Mr. Don Agnelli would say on Twitter. Thank you so much for the segue, Sam. You 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 helped me out, and you had no idea how much you did. So um, there's this uh, this journalist Carlo uh, Garganese on Twitter. Nice guy. He's got some controversial opinions. I get into like tussles with him. It's never like hateful trolling. I just like kind of go back and forth. So may have a bone to pick with that guy because there's been, you know, ever since Inter qualified for Europa League final, there's been like few Juve fans popping out here and there asking for Juve's, Juve fans support of Inter. It's like, huh, some crazy fuckery going on because this is not normal. So his tweet, uh, it says, uh, what I wish Serie A fans would understand is Italian teams doing well in Europe raises profile and interest in the league. It increases TV contracts, commercial revenue, attracts top players and coaches. When you're cheering versus, uh, when you're cheering against your rivals, you're actually cheering versus your own team. Goddamn, if that's not the most preachy, <laughs> just like, uh, listen to me, soapbox BS. This is so dumb. And again, nothing personal against Carla. I mean, obviously, he's, he's achieved more than I have in the footballing world. But I can tell you, you don't have to go to to a uh, to journalist school to know that that's BS. Unless you're like a neutral fan, do not tell me who to cheer for. You know what I mean? What are your thoughts Kids. on this? Because this it's been a huge thing on Twitter, believe it or not. Um. So so I actually saw the tweet. Nick, my podcast brother at the Cultural Podcast, sent it to me after. Farhad earlier today, you would you would send him my way, and he's like, "What the fuck is this bullshit? What is this guy on?" So I think this I think this is a pretty, and he's a Milan fan. So so I think there's a pretty there's a pretty widespread agreement that 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 that, that while uh, while that utopian idea is uh, is 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 a nice one, I don't think that's ever gonna I don't think that's ever gonna happen uh, because for for the for the reason that utopia never happens because human beings uh, human beings are fucked up. We're uh, we're we're all uh, we're all angry individuals and uh, we're full of hate and I'm full of hate for Inter and it's never gonna happen. <laughs> it's 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 very simple. I mean, someone was someone was saying they wanted more uh, authentic Italian Juve fans to talk about. Uh, supporting Juve, go to Italy, go to Torino, and see what they think. If you uh, if you if you go into a bar, if you go into a cafe full of Juventini, and you say that, I mean, then then you'll get a then you'll get a real idea of of uh, of, of of what of what Italian Juve fans think if that matters at all. I mean, but again, any any Juve fan just will not will will not cheer for Inter. I mean, if you do, like, what if you do? I think it kind of goes against everything that 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 you espouse. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't necessarily disagree conceptually with what he's saying, right? You know, everybody, like the, the Italian league has just lost its clout, right? That's not what kids call it nowadays, whatever. Um, it's um, it, it's definitely lost its appeal. And I myself, I've always, you know, I've never had like an issue supporting other Italian teams, just as a, as a, as somebody that's, that's enjoys the sport, right? I, I recall fondly 97, 98, when Italy had a finalist in the Coppa UEFA, Coppa delle Coppe, and, uh, you know, Champions League. Uh, it was Inter, Parma, Juventus. Inter won, Parma won, Juventus lost, unfortunately. 
And then in Italy, everybody was like, hey, Inter, yay, Parma, boo, you, they were so happy. So, you know, that's fine. I, you know, I ascribe to Michelle Obama when they go low, we go high. Um, except for Inter, then I don't care. Like, I really want, I, I will never, ever, ever, ever support Inter. I, you know, I wanted to support Atalanta to see them successful. I wanted to support even Napoli. Like, I have no issues. Fiorentina, Milan, Roma. What, let them succeed. I, I have no issues. If Juventus is out, no issues. I'll, I'll support as, as a fan of the sport. But Inter, never, ever, ever. Forget about it. Yeah, well, when, when you started that question, it's like that that uh, it's like that meme. You had me in the first half. I got to be honest with you, but then I was like, I hope, I hope this is not where he's going. But yeah, no, I, why? I, I mean, thank you. my personal opinion. My personal opinion. Nobody's got to agree with it, and I know I'm probably in a very small minority, but that's the way I look at it. No issues. No, I, I, feel, I feel like I feel like there are I feel like there are Juve fans who do support other teams, but enters where, where it stops. Yeah. As it I, should be. I, yeah, I agree. And, and, you, and you know, what's funny for, first of all, uh, n- nice Your little face? Chicago. Re- yeah. N- n- nice, nice little Chicago reference there. Uh, nice little Chicago reference there. Uh, um, tying in, uh, tying in an Obama to your, uh, to your, uh, to your response. But, um, now look, look, I, I think I think it's funny because I don't disagree with you. I would you know if if Fiorentina were in the Europa League final or if Napoli were in the Europa League final, if Parma were in the Europa League final, I wouldn't care. I would say, okay, you know, go for it. I was disappointed when PSG beat Atalanta last week because you know it was a night. I mean, I think I think had I been a neutral, had they been a Swiss club or a, 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 a French club themselves against another French club PSG I still would have liked them because it was a nice story in and of itself but part of me was like you know what it would be really cool if an Italian team wins but you know I think that kind of speaks to the fact that like we just don't have a we don't have an inferiority complex as Juve fans because imagine imagine an Atalanta fan or a, a Napoli fan imagine a Napoli fan pulling for Juve in a, in a cup final it just doesn't that's happen, a very you know? good point too so, so I think we're actually a little we're probably a little more open to it because um, you know, I, I guess no one held a gun to our head and told us to support Juve. Yes, they're a successful club, but you know, I can I can hold my hand to God and say I started supporting them when they were in Serie B because I fell in love with Gianluigi Buffon and Alex Del Piero, right? So, uh, you know, I I, I didn't you know I, I don't I don't support them because they're a they're a top tier club. I just support them because of the club I love. Now they happen to be one of the more successful clubs in Europe, certainly the most successful club in Italy, and have been for a very long time. But I think with that comes with that comes a bit of an indifference toward everyone else. I don't think it applies to Inter yeah. though, because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a heated rivalry. It's probably our only real heated rivalry. Again, the city of Torino, you probably get a different response. If Torino was in the final, there's no Juve fan that would say, okay, it's good for the sport. But like the, the mm-hmm. other thing that's cool is, you, you know, we think about the Spanish league being, I mean, certainly not now um, with, with, with how the champions league results have, have gone uh, the past week, but, you know, the past couple of years, we think of the Spanish league being super, super, um, super powerful. Same thing, likewise, English league, um, just because of the competitiveness of the of the clubs in the league and the fact that both have had relative success in Europe. Well, Italian teams haven't won the Champions League for the past 10 years. Well, I think at their peak, English clubs and Spanish clubs, I think uh, we're certainly not saying, OK, well, you know, I am a Real Madrid fan, but I'm going to support. Sevilla or Atletico Madrid because I want to see another Spanish club advance. No, I think they probably kept the same level of hatred. And I think the competition, excuse me, the, the competitive, the competitive level, the competitiveness of the Spanish league or the English league didn't improve because, um, 
you know, because they were, because, because fans were pulling for other teams to do well. It just happened by osmosis, right? Like, it's not, you know, it's not going to, things aren't going to get better if Inter win the Europa League for us, right? It's, 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 it's going to happen through time. And then eventually, if Inter does rise to prominence and we're competing with them in the Champions League, like, that's great. But, but it, it doesn't mean that we need, that we need to, that we need to say, okay, well, you know, another Italian team has to win if it's not Juve because we need the, the collective clout to become, you know, to, 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 to I guess, I guess come to prominence and, and, I don't know. It's it's. it's I, want, uh, I wanted to ask Giovanni about actually. Thank you, Sam. No, you're you're making awesome points. I wanted to ask Giovanni about um, Conte and what he thinks the the actual chances of chances of them winning the Europa League with his sort of attitude towards European competition and his the, just just walk us through it. Look, um, no, it's it's the only it's the only competition that is out there for Inter. He's going to give it his all. Um, and just looking at their performance against uh, Shakhtar, I mean, they killed them. They killed Shakhtar. Shakhtar isn't a team to sleep on because they've gone to the last dance at um, in the Europa League before. The issue is that now you have the Real Madrid of the Europa League, Sevilla. Um, I I, I think it's 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 going to be tough, but Inter have got a pretty good chance to win it, and I know that Conte is really, really, really going to focus on that. Otherwise, he's he hasn't he hasn't won anything this year. Um, his whole approach to European cha- uh, competitions, I think he's matured in that respect. Um, from when he literally, literally just called off the dogs in the semifinal against Benfica at Juventus. I, I do not understand. I do not understand. I know. We, and, we and were again, texting and you were like, where was, where was this yeah. guy a few years ago? You know? yeah. And it's funny because when, you know, one thing that uh, Allegri made a, made a comment on in his last year was that when he came, Juve would shit their pants whenever they had to go play in the evenings in Europe. He was right. He's 100% right. Everybody likes to say, oh, Conte brought back the green to Juventus. Yes, to a certain extent. Because in Europe, we underperformed woefully. We underperformed woefully. And then in the, in the year where we had an opportunity to actually get some silverware and then maybe try to get that psychological monkey off our backs in the Europa League, he called off the dogs. That to me is inexcusable. It's inexcusable. And to me, it... it it prevented and maybe added a certain amount of complex to those players that, you know, wasn't resolved until Allegri came into the fold. And we went to the Champions League final with, with the same 10 Euro team that Conte quit on. So that's, that's my, you know, it's yeah. my two cents or whatever. I, I would just, I was, I would absolutely hate it if they won the champ, the Europa League, because I feel like. But does any, does hey, anyone that's, care though? That's, that's does anyone care? But does anyone care? Be, be, because because oh, because them winning the Europa, they're, they're like at the end of the day, them winning the Europa League is is. I mean, it's it's a kiss your sister competition, man. It's 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 still worse than going out in the round of sixteen of the Champions League because you're not even in the Champions League. They didn't, you know, by, by by virtue of even being in the Europa League finals because you couldn't get to any more advanced stage of the Champions League. I get it. Okay, it's satisfying. You go on a run. Come on, don't be like out. that. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm no fan, no, but man. I would absolutely hate it. And I'm saying hate it because I know in the first. In your first coaching job for the team, you go and I, f- I feel like Europa League has gone has gone up a lot by you know 
just quality. And I and I do enjoy watching Europa League sometimes. Just most of the time, you know, we we try to prioritize Champions League as far as viewers. Like I take days off or whatever, so I don't have time or shifts to watch the Europa League games. But I feel like the, that's a pretty scrappy competition. And uh, yeah, what they did to Shakhtar yesterday was just brutal, man. Five zero in the semifinal. I really hope this goes to their heads. I really hope so. You are, you are right. You are right that the Europa League has gone up in quality maybe the past year or two. I think it's because um, they because UEFA extended the number of teams that could get in to the Champions League to four across the top five leagues, um, like right across the board. Um, so now you have the fourth place team, the fourth place team in Serie A getting in, who may not get out of their group, but then they go right into the right. They go right into the Champions League, and um, I. I was, was there a trickle down effect as well, where more teams would get into the champ? Excuse me, where more teams would get into the Europa League from each league? I could be totally off on that. Anyway, um, but um, look. But but anyway, I that's think, that's sort of enough enough about. Oh, sorry, you weren't done. Well, no, look, I, I was I was just gonna say if they if they win it, it would suck. I hope they don't. But at the end of the day, it's it's like winning a bronze medal, right? It's still it's still not as good as winning the silver medal. Uh, you know, losing the uh, gold medal game and getting the silver. If if they told you Juve is winning the Europa League tomorrow, uh, would you would you would you agree to that? Would you be happy with at least you know, knowing that, as opposed to not knowing what's going to happen in the Champions League? You know what my response would be. My response would be, why are we not in the Champions League? What do we do to get out of it? What are we doing in the Europa League to begin with? But I but I hear right. you. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's. I, I don't want them to win. It's it's a competition that if they yeah. win, Conte will gloat about, just like Mourinho did when he won it with Man United, right? And they claim right. that he wanted no, to so, we, so we all we all agree, everyone on the on the Turin Giants on the Juve podcast. We all agree we don't want Inter to win, right? All good. We're we're not gonna we're yeah. not gonna we won't bow to the pressure of the 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 check marks on Twitter telling us what to do. We're good with that. Yeah, f- fuck fuck Black. Inter uh, all the way all the way and uh, yeah, absolutely, just, uh, absolutely, and everything they stand for un- 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 unequivocally. Unequivocally, I, I I've never I've never talked about this on the pod, but this, there's this one time. You know, sometimes when you get burned and you kind of remember it for the rest of your life, you don't want to. But this guy, this this Inter fan, this crazy Inter fan, uh, he told me that you, your kids or your grandchildren will never see Juve win another European title, and that was that was so mean. I, I keep thinking this was like four or five years ago. I don't I don't remember last time we lost like a Champions League final. And when he told me that, it's like I respect the hate, but that really hurts. And I really hope you're wrong. And it's kind of like I should have remembered the guy's name so I can come back when when we finally, yeah, in in, uh, in <laughs> twenty years it. finally don't win it. it. I'm surprised you didn't bookmark um, the. I'm surprised you didn't bookmark the tweet. You just bookmark oh, it. That. In 47 years, you'll 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 answer him. You'll find out the guy's dead. It, it was such a long time ago that I think it was still on Facebook. So that that hurt a lot. But um, uh, every once in a while on the UVA pod, on the new new and improved Turin Giants podcast, we would like to end the end the show with sort of like a topic we can discuss. A uh, topic that. It doesn't really involve current news, but I would love to touch on a little more serious topics. Um, and thankfully, Giovanni, he went on a rant on, on text. And when I saw, when you see a, a whole text message taking up the whole screen, I tell Giovanni, I was like, wait, you will talk about it. <laughs> Hold your horses. You, I, will, I will give you a chance. So we were watching, you know, Bayern um, and we have a little Touring Giants podcast text 
text uh, thread going on and Bayern was completely running through Barca. And you mentioned something about the, the dynamic uh, between Bayern and Juve, the way they were set up as, as, as financial institutions or whatever. So talk to us about it so we can, so, um, so we can end the podcast on something meaningful as opposed to just me saying bye. So, so you, you, were, you were going on um, about that. So talk to me. Yeah, sure. No, no worries. I mean, you're going to have to remind me again what I said if I missed something. But I think it was along the lines of, you know, drawing a comparison between Juventus, another top European club in, um, in Bayern Munich. I think those are the two clubs and the way that they're structured that are the most similar, right? They're not, I wouldn't compare a Barcelona or Real Madrid to Juventus in, in, in the way that they're essentially structured as clubs. Um, those Spanish clubs are quite unique because um, all of the fans are actual members of the club and so on and so forth. You need to vote in your president and there's like, the governance is, is different. So to speak. No, no, not to be um, that guy, not to be that guy, but I think they actually have that in Germany as well. 50% plus one, which somehow RB Leipzig, RB Leipzig, I'm not sure how, but I, I think they rather controversially were able to circumvent that somehow. But it's essentially a very similar process where I know that fans basically have the vote on anything that happens. But obviously, you know, easy to draw comparisons between Bayern, the top club in Germany, historically, and Juve, the top club in Italy, historically. Yeah, and, and, and again, it's not just within, with respect to the governance, but also the way that they run just the club itself. You know, it's profitability, first and foremost, and, you know, uh, a, a good balance of the books. That's something. There's no. There's no independent sheik that's going to say, "Here's all the money. Let's figure out some creative, you know, sponsorship so that we can circumvent, uh, you know, any regulatory pallets that are brought, you know, that are put to, put together." Right. So I do the comparison because we've seen uh, what the success that Bayern Munich has had in the last few years, and in the last part discussing about. The fact that uh, you know Italy, Juventus needs to go back to being Italy's team and have a strong hold around Italian talent, and I think one could say that Bayern Munich's success as of late has been has gone hand in hand with the development of uh, German talent over the past almost twenty years. Right? Uh, Germany had went to the final in uh, 2002, if I recall, and they got slapped around. It was a very average team by their own admission too, right? It was a lot of old guard folks and they, they underperformed overall. And then they started this whole rebuilding process from the top down, going all the way to the youth level. And very they, famously. They, yeah, exactly. Very famously. And, and and they mimicked the French um, the French approach with the Claire Fontaine Academy, and they started building their talent. They started they, they they really looked at their human resources. Like, okay, let's look all over Germany. Let's forget we have a ton of immigrants. Let's let's include them. Let's let's get that inclusivity that we have from a government perspective, and let's let's do that even you know from a footballing perspective because. You know, diversity will bring that like added, um, you know, that that added improvement, right? And they started doing that, and we saw how that trajectory just went up. They 
they hosted the World Cup in 2006. They lost against Italy. We know how that all went for Italia. And but they took Wait, that, what? built on that, they built on that, and they became successful. And they went on to destroy Brazil in the Mineirazo seven one. Just I I watched that game. I couldn't believe it. Just as much as I couldn't believe the eight two that Bayern Munich had. But Bayern Munich has put a like a like a chokehold on German talent. We see it one way or another. They may not develop them in-house themselves, but they'll go buy them from all over Germany. Goretzka, boom, from Schalke. He's there. Uh, the, pretty much any Bayern Munich, sorry, any Borussia Dortmund player that's good, boom, to to. So, so how does that compare to Juve? What do you think Juve need to? <laughs> to me, the, with, with Juventus, what we saw is, thing I mentioned is it, talent just isn't talented anymore, right? So we're we're seeing a little bit of change now. Hopefully, it pays out more dividends in the future with more talented players. But Juventus can really be Italy's team and can have a strong choke like on the Italian talent until the Italian talent is worth investing in. I don't think currently they're worth investing. That's why we see a position of the club is, isn't really Italian. Who do we have? We have the old guard, Buffon, Bonucci, Chiellini. I mean, I can't say Bernadeschi's talent. You know, he's, he's, he's been a letdown. So, you know, here we are. Sam, what's up? Search. So six out of the 11... Um, by my count, six out of the 11 players in that Brazil roster at the Maracana in 2014 were part of the Bayern squad. Mats Hummels actually went on to join them. So if you include him, it's a seventh guy who was a part of that, was a part of that squad who represented Bayern at some point. Um, so let that sink in. More than half of their team played for one squad. So again, I think, that, I think it's kind of indicative of the fact that it's kind of indicative of the fact that they, they as you said, had and continue to have a, a chokehold on German talent. Any talented German player does go there. The fact that Kai Havertz hasn't been rumored to be going there is actually pretty shocking um, when you think about it. But, like... You, you spend you know, money on Leroy Sané, so... That, that, is, that is true. Yeah. That is true. And, and I think, you know, I don't know if Italian... You know, tactically, tactically, we develop very, very good coaches, right? There's, there's the formation center at Coverciano, which is revered, but there's no real, there's no real, I guess, collective national in, in, initi- initiative to develop talent. It's done entirely at club level, which I know is fairly standard, but I believe even England implemented something similar at St. George's Park. Kind of funny that I mean, the, the, there's no there's no such thing in Italy because Claude Fontaine in France really did revolutionize it. I'm so happy that you brought that up because essentially, like, if any listener doesn't know what what Claude Fontaine is, it's it's basically a training ground where at the age of 13, people from around the Paris area are are, are France, so aren't, yeah, are yeah, I, I believe actually to to, to to play at Claude Fontaine, you have to be from the from the Paris region. But either way, it's so it's so populous that they can literally go go around and invite people to trials, and they select the best twenty out of the however out of the however many hundreds trial, and they just work with them for three years, and they'll kick you out of the program if you're not up to it. 
And so many good French players have come out of that program. It's how they won the World Cup in 1998. You know, Thierry Henry, Zidane, they were... Actually, no, I don't, I don't believe Zidane was there, but I know Thierry Henry was, and Anelka was. Again, Benatia was kicked out famously. He failed out of Clairefontaine. Great player, you know, overall, but, you know, flared out. He failed out. You know, in Italy, they, they, there was a, a start of an attempt to do that. I don't know if you recall, but Roberto Baggio was supposed to be a technical consultant for the Fijici, the Italian Federation. And he put together a just massive dossier about what the Italian Federation needed to do in terms of investing to build that, um, that talent pipeline. And he quit because when he presented it, they didn't listen to him. He could see that it was all a lot of red tape, politics, bullshit. And we haven't seen Roberto Baggio around anything uh, managerial for so long. But that's probably it. I mean, and are you are you surprised? Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. I'm not at all. We can't even, you know, cobble together a few agreements to go, you know, build stadiums, let alone build a talent pipeline. Italian. The problem with Italian soccer isn't, oh, let's cheer for Inter so that they're successful in Europa League. It's not the problem there. The problem is with the federation. It's with the Italian culture, and it's with the fact that. Nobody really cares to pull together for the greater good of everybody else, right? Everybody and, would rather see everyone fail except them. So, and you know, and you know what? You, 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 how, how, however, however you feel the world should be run, I think, I think football is a little bit different. Where I think, I think it's 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 not broader society. It's 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 a very specific industry right you, you, you know you know so, so the, the entire the entire notion the entire notion of having complete capitalist regulation or, or lack thereof where, where everyone's free to do their own thing and no no incentive is put on on benefiting the collective i think is foolish i mean i don't know i don't know if the uh, if the figc maybe has to put in incentives for people that opt into what the collective. This, what people, this, people are people are clubs what are these no. communist ideas my friend ah, but, 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 but you know you know what you, you know what it's 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 funny too because you, 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 you don't get, I mean, listen, I know it's a stereotype, but you don't get this type of issue in Germany. They are so much more efficient at getting shit done. And Giovanni said it this week, we were chatting and, uh, he was kind of going off on, on how successful Bayern had been following Juve's, you know, terrible performance and how Bayern are playing super exciting football with a very predominantly German team. And they're dismantling Barcelona eight to one, uh, eight to two, excuse me. We've got, we've got to put some respect on Barcelona's name, eight to two. Um, and he said, what do you expect? I mean, you, you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't have big success with a small village mentality, right? Exactly. You know, you can't, you, you can't act like a big country if you think like a small village. So it's interesting. Um, it's interesting how that's so detrimental to development in Italy in a lot of, in a lot of, in a lot of, in a lot of, in a lot of different facets. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you chime in, but it's funny. You were talking about voting in Italy. I don't know. I don't know if it confuses the hell out of you. Like it does me, but I mean, I, I, I just think in general, it's a broader societal issue where shit doesn't get done. 100%. 100%. Look at, let's look at Claire Fontaine, look at France, right? Nobody's saying that France doesn't have, you know, certain societal issues that have to do with racial integration, right? Problems. There are. It exists. But guess what? Football, everybody unites everyone, right? And they took advantage of that. Look at the French team in 98 and look at the French team that won, uh, when was it, to, to 2018, right? Multicultural, 
Fantastic. Fantastique, right? And then look at Spain. Look at Spain. The Spanish team is a mixture of like, you know, Catalan and, and Spaniards, but and they had like issues that eventually became their own their own doing. But if you look at the younger teams, very multicultural. And Spain is not as if they're culturally more illuminate, you know, like open than Italy. Look at Germany. Look at how their mix of the team is. Look at look look at the composition of it. England, right? England, we can say like you know, melting pot and everything. But look at look at look at their team. Italy. That team really reflects that team reflects English society very well. Actually, you know, you don't have a whole team of of, of guys from Enfield. You know, Phil 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 Jones and uh, and uh, Jordan Henderson from 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 Newcastle. You, know, you have a lot of you have a lot of Caribbeans in that team. You have a lot of Africans. You're skilled. You do it. But when you have look at Italy, Italy is different. In Italy, by legislation, you cannot be Italian by birthright. If you're born there. You have to you have to ask for a permission, even even though you don't know anything else, or, you know your parents' country of origin. You need to keep asking for uh, for what's it called? Uh, some kind of visa or some kind of preferential, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Like residential well, that's, that's, permit, you have for residential permit in order for you to to continue staying. And it's not as if they'll actively kick you out. But it's a problem. How do you, how as a, as a young man or young woman that wants to represent the country that you know, of, how are you going to do that when, when considered a full citizen until you petition to become that when you're 18? And that, that that's how a lot of things. It sounds a lot of things. And to me, it's a missed opportunity for Italy because there's a lot of talented youngsters. You can develop them. You can give them an opportunity. And guess what? It will pay dividends. It will pay big, big, big dividends for the league. For Serie A, for the national team, yeah, and 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 like and likewise, if you have a bunch of young talent that are coming through at big, at, you know, big clubs, that's fantastic. And then if it allows Juve to then go out and, and poach those players because they're the even bigger of the big clubs, that's great for us. But it also, you know, it does help the Romas of the world, the Napoli's of the world, the the Fiorentina of the world to go on and challenge in Europe. And you know, like like I, I think I was, you know, I, I don't know how Gaetano thinks that Farhad is more of a scatterbrain. Than I am. Uh, I was going off on on, on how I think <laughs> on how on how on how I don't think that we should support Inter because like you know it, it doesn't reflect it doesn't it doesn't reflect what the Spaniards or the English were doing when they were you know deemed to be very successful clubs. It happened by osmosis. But think about it for a sec. Like it, it you, you you guys are right to say that we aren't going to grow as a as a league just by cheering for other clubs to be successful. They're going to be successful because they're better, and it's just going to happen. It's going to happen by osmosis. That's what I meant before, but I think it applies here too, where like, if you have young talent coming through, even though we want Juve to get them, it actually helps out Atalanta. You know, We've seen it because Atalanta have actually developed a fuck ton of really young talent and sold them off, and it's been you know very beneficial because they've, they've been very well run and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, it's it's... I guess I guess we'll end on this, right? Because I've actually thought about this long and hard. I feel Italian, okay. By all accounts and purposes, I can vote in Italy as well. I have the, pass- I have the passport, and there's uh, there's Giovanni's dog, um, who also feels Italian. He's uh, I said I feel Italian, and uh, and Giovanni's dog is barking too. I don't know if he's raising. He, that's a, that's the only he's, time he perked up during the podcast. He's raising he's raising an Italian dog. Good, uh, but no. Um, look, so I feel Italian, but I was born in Canada, right? My parents, my parents, you know, my parents are Italian, but I was born in Canada. Do I have any more right 
to vote in Italy than Mario Balotelli, who until he was 18 years old had owned in Italy and was born in Palermo, but couldn't represent the Italian national team until he was 18. I don't know. I don't know. That's pretty wild. So, anyway, well, we'll end there. Well, I'm, 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 I'm really happy we had this discussion. I, like I mentioned to you guys, and I know we've, we've had, I've had listeners uh, chime in from back when we started. Shoutouts to Titty Sprinkles. That's, that's my boy. It's, it's always been my favorite uh, username on Reddit, and he, he reached out and he still listens. So, um, yeah, to, to make it long story short, all of you newcomers to the Turin Giants podcast and the, and the, you know, the old Juve podcast listeners, um, I want to thank you for sticking with us. And this is the type of direction I want Turin Giants podcast to take. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, what do you boys say from next, starting from the next episode? We start taking email. Email recommend like you know starting reading emails and I'll I'll sort them out. Um, a great idea. I will. I think it's Turin Giants clothing at gmail.com. Speaking of that, I wanted to mention uh, there are still some Marquisio shirts remaining. Please go to TurinGiants.com. I'm still getting uh, I'm still getting or- orders from all over the world, and I especially want to thank my international uh, clients. Um, Sam ordered his own ch- shirt. Um, it looks sharp. If I it looks him. sharp. I, it I, looks sharp. I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for your order, my man. Um, so yeah, this is this is sort of the 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 direction I want to take the Turin Giants podcast. And thank you guys so much for listening. We will incorporate you and your opinions a little more when the season comes back in a in a, in a month or so. Uh, thank you, boys, for joining us. Sam, one last word from you. I see you waving over there. Uh, I guarantee that Paulo Dybala will still be on the pod. Will still be a part of the club the next time we record a pod. Everyone, calma, calma, calma. We, we will mention that the next week. We kind of ran out of time. The whole Ronaldo and and Dybala staying. I'm just, staying, that's, I'm, just say, I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying anyone's freaking out. He'll still be here. He'll still be here in ten days. Of course, no, of course. Right, right now it's it's the it's it's the newspaper's time to make money. So so they will they will come at you with with all sorts of rumors. And I see some people you know arguing on Twitter and all social media. It's just like, oh my God, you guys are wasting so much. I wish I had time to argue about if Dybala is staying or not. <laughs> it's like, how much every time do you year, have? Just- every year that he remains at Juve, there will be arguments to sell him. There will be arguments to keep him, but he will. He, there will always be a rumor about him every single summer, just as there was for Pogba for a couple of years. This summer is not the summer he leaves, I don't think. I could be wrong, but I don't think he's leaving in the next week. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up now. Uh, is is it okay to say say goodbye? Everybody, thumbs up. We're okay. good. Gaetano, don't keep don't, don't come at us. Don't walk us, Gaetano. What are you, man? Oh my god, I, I I only kid. I I I have no ill ill feelings towards um towards you guys. So thank you so much for your positive and not so positive messages. Um, Giovanni, Sam, peace out, homies. Thank you so much.